frontier. Larson, always oh, in. Hendrik Larson! That is sensational! Lambert! What a way to settle it! Nakamura! It's Tom Rogge! This is Celtic Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. Welcome to Celtic Daft, our bonus podcast where we take a look at the hoops in a little bit more detail. I am producer Ryan and joined once again by the main man, it's Chris. How are you doing, Chris? All right, all right. Not bad. Still need to isolate or anything like that, so... <laughs> um, and as always on Celtic Daft, uh, whenever we can, we like to get one of the, the fans on, get the punters on to, to join us for this one. Uh, and this week is no different. We're joined by Calum Johnson. How are you doing, Calum? Very well, thanks. Very well. Just very quickly before we start, we are obviously playing the Glasgow Rangers on Sunday, and they've just confirmed that they've got positive COVID tests. All I'm going to say to you, mate, is how, how funny is that for Sunday if they're all out? Well, I hope everybody's all right, first of, of all. Of course, of course. <laughs> right, but, so you've got a poetic justice, isn't it, really? Let's be honest. Just um, but, as I said, you know what? Rangers have recently been falling into the Clyde and coming out with salmon in their mouth. So, it wouldn't surprise me if it was fucking two of the, two of the players that you've never heard of and a guy that cuts the grass at Ibrox or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Uh, we'll see what comes of that. It's, it's literally just broke as we're recording. So, aye, and um, the, old, the old jungle drums are starting anyway already, aren't they? It's like, oh, it's Tavern here, it's this guy, it's that guy, it's the next guy. Until we hear full confirmation of who it is, then, you know, I think we could, should keep our gas at a peep. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, right, before we before we crack on then, just want to say a massive thank you to everybody who's listened to Celtic Daft and moved to the main channel um, and off a of Patreon. It's been really, really good. Remember, the podcast has been split in two. We've got the main show now on a, a Friday and we've got new feature, Football Daft Meets, going out on a Monday. So make sure you check out both podcasts from us as well as Celtic Daft on a Tuesday. So, Callum, have you, you've been on before, haven't you? Aye, uh, last year, before it kind of went tits up. So, right, okay, I was, I was going to ask, was that when the good times were there or the bad times? Uh, I think <coughs> Selskid kind of just, they got to a, sh- a shaky start and they kind of, they got their lead back because I think uh, they missed games due to COVID and then it was just before we beat Hibs 3-0 uh, and it was a, just before a European game before Forrest got injured, so. Um, Man, so- you've, got so- you've got some memory. Honest to God, I can't remember a damn thing about last Chris, he, he cries himself to sleep every night thinking about it. Oh, imagine being a Celtic fan and having an eidetic memory for last season you'd just be sitting rocking in the corner of your room what happened you know? <laughs> right, right so boys we've got two games to, to look back on Chris you kind of touched on the the first one on the main pod because it was it, it was on Wednesday it was a great performance man I, I didn't I didn't expect anything out of him to be honest with you like I say I've been kind of putting not, not going into the games expecting anything at all and do you know what it's a fucking great way to watch Selic, it really is. Because when we start, start the old ball rolling and like, what many we got? Thirteen goals in the league in three games or something. Like that. Aye, something like that. I, in fact, I should be allowed to talk about football because I predicted this. 
Something you, so guess you obviously say you don't get any games hoping for much this season, but we did discuss the Alkmaar game uh, the week previous, and we did say that moving up to Alkmaar was going to be an R step up in kind of quality of, of opposition. Um, but Callum, I'll come to you on this one. You know, I'm assuming you watched the game, you've seen the performance, it was 2 0. Um, I'm going to say relatively comfortable. It was a, it was a challenging game, wasn't it? See, to be fair, before Kyogo had scored, I think it was all Alkmaar. And Joe Hart kept us in it. And I think that save from Joe Hart that he tipped it onto the post then kind of, I think they maybe got a wee bit of belief after that and just kind of individual kind of magic for Rogic and Kyogo kind of sparked it. And then I think from then on, Celtic were in control. It was quite, it was a shaky start, but I, from then on, I think uh, it was kind of, we could have went on and scored a few more, so. <clears throat> I think they, they kind of look dangerous on the break at times, Alkmaar as well. You know what I mean? So, like going forward, they, there was a few times where, and I, I think I spoke about this on the main show as well. In fact, I did I listen to this game on the radio. Definitely. Definitely listen to this game on the radio because my heart was in my fucking mouth the whole time. Every two seconds it was, oh, and there's Ralston with a clearance. Oh, and there's Welsh with a clearance. And... <laughs> Honest to God, see the way that the commentator was talking about these two. You'd have thought that it was fucking Cafu and Barese at the back for Celtic. <laughs> I'm, I kid you not, man. Honest to God. Did you hear him at any point saying, oh, what a clearance for Greg Taylor? No. Um, no, you, no. you said nah. that Taylor wasn't up too much. I, I think, uh, listen, I'm not going to be too too critical um, because I think Taylor's played not bad this season so far. You know, I think our, our back line actually... Minus Starfelt has looked pretty convincing, but it wasn't one of Taylor's best games. But I'll I'll let him off it in, in this sense. But somebody you mentioned there, Chris, mm-hmm. Tony Ralston, you know, we've been singing this guy's praises two weeks ago on this show. I came on and said, I need you, you know, heartfelt apology to Tony Ralston for everything I've ever said about the boy because he's <laughs> he, he's been tremendous. Um, what, what did you make him in this performance again? Well, what I say to you, I, I just found it on our chat there. I, this was the one that I listened to on the radio. Okay. It was, uh, I've missed the last one before that because I was wrestling, remember? So you are. There we go, it. there we go. We'll figure that out. We'll figure it out, <laughs> Callum. Yeah, beauty. <laughs> right, anyway, so um, Ralston, going forward as well, what I say to you, I, we sound like the, the Harlem Globetrotters, see when I was listening to it on the radio. All it was missing was a wee tune in the background. Do, 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 do. You know what I mean? But uh, I Ralston, I've got to uh, tip my cap to him. He's been excellent the last few games. And do you know that way I was when we when we signed uh, Juranovic, I was like, right, we've got we've got this guy now, but I kinda don't want to see the back of Ralston just now. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Chris Sutton and John Hartson make a fair point. I think it is his shot to lose for the time being, but it wouldn't surprise me if we put Juranovic in at left back, you know, because apparently he's quite he's quite adaptable to uh, different positions. He plays right wing and centre half and it wouldn't surprise me if, if we put him in at left back and I don't want to see that purely because if it's not his natural position and he might look out of sorts and the fans, you know, mm-hmm. it might go on his back a wee bit, but like I say, he's an Andrew Trust man. I might we might end up playing him fucking up front or something like that. You never know. Well, I think. Carl, what are you making of Tony Nelson so far this season? Aye, he's uh, amazing to be fair. Aye, it's like everyone was so skeptical of him, but 
can't even remember. See when Brendan Rodgers played him, was it because Lustig was injured or was it because he actually liked Ralston? So there was obviously something in there that Brendan Rodgers seen, so obviously... I think everybody was getting that much on Lustig's back at one point. Rodgers maybe gave him a wee break to bring in Ralston to show us what we were missing kind of thing, but... Well, Ralston, Ralston, Ralston done well. He scored Aye. a few goals, didn't he? He, he came in, he, his debut was a cup game. And he scored. Ah, he scored. He did for a corner, and I think it was maybe a few weeks after that he got chucked in um, against Rangers as well. And oh, mate, I remember him scoring a cracker, a goal cutting in for the right. He cut in for the right, and he, he had it with his left foot right into the bottom corner. Aye, so he scored a few goals, I think. And so he's he's got it in him, and he's 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 kind of he's done really well this season so far as well. Uh, he's he's no shy of finding the back of the net as well, so. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say though, you know, as, as you're on it's going to be going to be better than him but I'd feel it'd be quite harsh on him to lose his place aye but definitely. it's his it's his position to lose so but mm-hmm. I'm happy with him at the moment definitely happy with him now aye without a doubt uh, and like, like, like we say there he's you know Yuranovic has got to show it in training because that shot excuse me that shot's Ralston's in it Agreed there. And it's not like Juranovic isn't fit. He's been playing for Leisure, so and he's been playing in Europe qualifiers, so obviously scored during the week there. So he's he's ready to go. So it's not like he's coming in, he needs to get up to fitness. He's he's there. It's mental that uh, we've got a right back that's as good as Messi, isn't it? Class, mate. <laughs> Absolutely class. That that goal that he scored the other day in that clipped in the rounds on Twitter was an absolute rasper. Ah, shouldn't roller, mate. Shouldn't roller wait to see the ones he scores for us. <laughs> um, Sunday else what I touch on boys was the performance of Joe Hart um, for me this was one of these kind of breakout moments for Joe Hart um, that kind of showed what we've been missing and not only a goalie but a bit of a leader as well um, yes. Calum, Calum you mentioned earlier on about some of the saves that he made quite early on in this game you know touching that one at the post and being able to kind of scramble it but I want to talk about what happened later on in the game Um we were 2-0 up. The game was kind of getting a bit heated. We were kind of on the back foot. Um, somebody went down injured. I think it was maybe Turnbull went down injured or something like that. Um, and Joe Hart runs across to Ange, speaks to him, runs back into the middle of the pitch, gets the boys, so he's back line, gets them in, and he just he talks to them. He, he just relays a message. And one thing I noticed after that, is, I know we, we've been playing this game just now where we're passing round the back. Um, and it terrifies me in the best times passing between sure. defenders and goalie, right? But I noticed after that, we we stopped doing that. The ball started going direct up to Eddie. Um, Chris, I, I'll, I'll ask you, in terms of Joe Hart's leadership, when we mentioned this before, did you see something in Joe Hart that you think, brilliant, this is exactly what we've been missing? Mate, not just that. As I say, as I was listening to this one on the radio, but against St Mirren at the weekend there, um, when he's when he's coming off it for half time, every player he spoke to every player, put his arm around their shoulder, just a wee a wee couple of words in their faces, told the story, you know what I mean? But the one that got me was that he went he went to uh, Jack Anik as well. And you could see Jack Anik had, had a terrible first half for St. Mirren, right? Yeah. And um he'd he'd let in a few goals that were his fault, right? And Hart just put his arm around his shoulder, kinda of hanging, you could see him talking to him, walking down the walking down the tunnel and I thought to myself do you know what that's brilliant that's a that's a proper professional that's been there done that 
bought the t-shirt you know what I mean so for for him to do that to one of the opposition players I think just speaks volumes about what he brings to the Celtic dressing room mm-hmm. and, the, and the training pitch as well so you know don't get me wrong he might, he might drop a clanger or two throughout the season but I think his experience is invaluable to the squad as a whole to be honest with you and it wouldn't surprise me as if when his time's up whatever goalkeepers are left behind are so much better for the experience you have in him working with him. You know, it's a, a, I think he's been a great signing so far. I really do. Callum, do you go along with that? Do you agree? Joe Hart? A bit of a game changer? That's uh, spot on, mate. Um, not only can he, he can still perform but he saves his, I, I, I couldn't put a, couldn't add anything more to that to be fair though. It, it is nice to see him that he's, I never knew that we'd uh, stop kind of passing it to the back towards the end of that game there. Aaron, and, and we started punting it up and that's obviously just a, a bit of experience that's came for Joe Hart maybe he's noticed something within the game or within a player and um, it's just it's it's good to know he's not, he's not just signed for Celtic for a carry on maybe win a few trophies and have a bit of laugh he's, he, he obviously gets it mm-hmm. and he, he wants to do the best for his players and himself as well so I think it's we've got the full package of a goalkeeper just something we needed Aye. Um, and you know what just, what, what you're touching on there as well see if Christy does decide that he's going to leave because obviously it looks like he's a vice captain right because he was given the armband after McGregor went off right I think you give that to Joe Hart and if if at any point there's there's a an issue with Callum McGregor I've always been a great believer that the goal if, if you've got an experienced goalkeeper he should be the captain because he's the only player on the team that sees the full pitch well, Chris, funny you say that, mate. Um, I don't know if you would have seen it on the telly in the weekend watching it, but when Callum McGregor came off, he mm-hmm. took the armband off, ran towards Joe Hart, and somebody shouted at him, and he turned around and ran to Christy. Right, I didn't see that, but that's, so, that, that's a good indicator. That, but also, that's a wee bit of a, a nudge and a wink to Christy. Like, if you stay here, you know, you're, you're the vice captain of this club. Yeah. And I think, I've got, I've, I've I don't want to say too much in case it comes back to bite me in the arse but I, I think I'm, I've got a wee bit of a good feeling that Christy might actually sign a new contract here and I think because he's enjoying his football and when we had his dad on the show he says he loves playing at Celtic I think this is purely a money thing because I don't I think he's on about two grand a week or something like that. and for, <laughs> what, for what he gives to the club you know what I mean he should be on way more than that mm-hmm no, totally. Um, just to round off that game, there was a, a, a second goal. Obviously, the first goal for Furuhashi, for me, absolute peach. Um, second goal in this game, James Forrest. What did I say to you before, Chris? James Forrest, you can slate him all you want, but he always pops up with a goal and assist. Whether it was a, a deflection or no, you know, he's, he's popped Aye, up. I know, but we've, we've got somebody now that when, that when they're coming in to replace him, they're popping up with two goals and an assist. So, you know... Do you, do, you, do you still force Forrest into the team? Also, what I will say about that second goal is that's the sort of goal in seasons past that it would have went by the post or something like that. That deflection. Do you know what I mean? So uh-huh. it's the better they are, the luckier. The better they are, the luckier you get. And I think that the way we are playing football and it's just it's giving me a big fucking stoner, man. I'm loving it. <laughs> Honest to God. Well, another performance that will give you a, an even bigger stoner, mate. Um, was the, the game of the weekend against St Mirren um, I sent you a wee screenshot Chris but just for you Calm, I put in the group right. chat when the squad came out 
I put in my group chat with the boys. I went, I said, horny. And then I said, 7 0 incoming. <laughs> and I didn't put money on it. And see when it got to 6 0, I was shitting myself. Well, went, do you know that? You should never have been near it because that St. Miringo was a mile inside that poor bastard put the ball in the net. <laughs> I, mean? I was right, I was right in line with it, and I was like, oh, I don't know, man, I think that's all. <laughs> you don't know. Anthony Ralston's standing on the byline. Like, it's, nowhere, it's nowhere near being outside, but, you know, and that's another thing that would have went against us. So. My coup in the day to went in hell, so I was in Cairns, so. Aye. Good stuff, man. Fucking rub it in. I had, I had uh, Turnbull not to have a shot on target. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> trip, trip over his shoelaces in the first five seconds in the match. And, and a bad I know to play. And you still Aye, a bad, a bad I uh, play for St. Martin. So, boys, let's talk about the, the goals then, because, I mean, there's six goals here to, to pick out, and I, I can't pick out every individual goal, right? But we get two for a bad we get a hat-trick for Turnbull, and we get one for Austin Edward. Chris, I think I'm going to say to you again this week, is that the last goal we see for Austin Edward in a Celtic jersey? Because he scored every game since I said that. I don't, I don't, I don't know anymore. I, I don't feel confident predicting anything right. Neither I do. Um, I but it's uh, it's good to see him getting on the score sheet again. But his performance is still on me. I'm not up too much for me. Well, Cal, you were at the game at the weekend. Yeah. What did you make of his performance, Eddie? Because I said to the boys, see, overall. He looked like he was really enjoying his football at the weekend, didn't he? I mean, he was he was chasing the ball down. It was the same as Rogic, but it was like he's chasing the ball. He was he was hungry. He wanted to score. You can see when he missed a chance or he, he missed a wee cut back. He was frustrated. Whereas you kind of didn't really see that last year. I know you don't see everything, but um, especially last season. But you could tell he was he was just uh, what you want to see is a hungry Edward. And after his goal, like the fans were singing. Aye. Uh, his song uh, I Want to Be Edward and that was actually the loudest song, song there at the stadium mm-hmm. and, uh, at the weekend there and it kind of felt like aye the fans are behind you mate and he was kind of trying to give it back if you know what I mean so with you with, the, kinda, with him leaving us it's like almost he is a great player and let's be honest over the last few years he's been our best player but aye definitely I think if we get a, if we get a hungry Edward again like it uh, it looks like he is trying to buy into Ange Postecoglou's kind of mm-hmm. way of it as well. So his ethos. Ah, yes, his ethos. I don't know. I, 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 he, he looked hungry again, and he just looked like he wanted to kind of score, and he wanted to be involved rather than. And he was playing differently, wasn't he? Just coming short. He was. He was looking mm-hmm. for that. That, that uh, the ball through. Mm-hmm. Looking for the different options. So aye. I can't remember if it was you that said to me, Ryan, or if it was on the main show, but somebody said, would you rather let Edward go on a free if he scores 30 goals this season and guarantees his Champions League football? Or would you take the money in now and try and get an R strike in him? That was on, I'm pretty sure it was Stevie. Stevie Agredo, I said that on the main show the other day, but I, I agreed with it, to be fair, because I was like, do you know, I, I would, I'd keep him. I would keep him letting go for nothing if he gets the title back for us. See if we get the title back this season. For me, it shows that last season was a bit of a blip, right? I, I think it's so important for us to get that title back this year if we can. The way we're playing just now, I don't see any reason why we can't. You know, but keep this up all the way through the season. It's going, it's going to go neck and neck. So if he's part of that and he's going to score us 30 goals a season, then by all means, keep him. If he goes for nothing, fine. Do you know, he goes to your, your best wishes. 
Absolutely. You win the league and you're in the Champions League though, you've got 30 million there, so you've kind of made your money. That's the thing. Oh, but what if we win the league anyway and we could have sold them for 15 million we would have had 45? We win the body. I know that, you just can't predict it, but... butterfly effect. We probably win the body spend it anyway, so... <laughs> aye, I probably... Well, you never know, I think Angie's got the board right. over over a barrel and like that. look what I'm producing on the pitch now if you don't back me there's going to be fucking hell to pay with these fans Aye. and I, I think they're absolutely right like we're, we're, we'll, we'll get to that later on but it looks like we're still in the hunt for a few more faces so um, here's a question as well with Edward though like if you play him up front you have exactly going to play Kyogo up front and Kyogo's not as effective on the left I don't think I th- that's what I was going to say I think Kyogo's a better option for centre mm. I, really I agree but what I would say is you could play Kyogo in the centre and play with Edward on the left. Well, I I was going to jump in there and say that. That's what Eddie played when we had Dembele. Eddie aye, played it on the left when Dembele was here, man. So, you know, you, you never know. Um, <clears throat> but aye, so another performance in, in this game that's, that's worth noting is the Hatrick Heroes, David Turnbull. It's the man who won't fit in this hand system. Never fit in it, never fit in it, mate. Nah, it, Do you know what? He unbalanced that team so much on Saturday Everything was about him. It was all about him and his goals. That's all he wanted. Do you know what I mean? I knew, he was, I knew he'd never fit into this system. I knew uh, it. Good. Ho- hope he keeps up. Hope he keeps up. Keep see, the- if he keeps it up, I can see Ange walking. I'll tell you. <laughs> um, but, Calm, what do you make of Turnbull's performance at the weekend? I-, I think it was probably one of the better performances I've seen for him. I mean, taking goals out of it as well, you know, his overall play at the weekend, albeit against a 10-man St Mirren, you know, let's kind of put that in perspective. Let's let's not forget that they were a 10-man St Mirren because they tried to put him in the hospital. Well, aye, that's also true. But what did you make of it? But it's not red, but it's not red, isn't it? No. Thank you, Aye, it's, it's a stone wall red card. I was being sarcastic, man. The fucking, <laughs> it's a, it's a hundred match. That's him. He's done. <laughs> dafties in the radio last night. You know, oh, it wasn't a, it wasn't a red card. It wasn't a red card. Take it's just fishing. I was trying to fish to get people to phone up to be raging. So, aye, I know. Well, better, hope, better hope I don't get my mobile out. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, seems to have worked tonight. Um, so, I tell what you make his performance in all round Turnbull. Aye, ten out of ten. Got there, my man sent off got a hat-trick even before that he rattled the post quite early on so mm-hmm. uh, I did one just by the post in the second half as well and exactly he's just, he was all over it and like you say he's, he's on the left as well where he got he's, he's not just at that uh, 20 yards out trying to find a shot he's he's trying to create chances as well and spread it about he was just everywhere um, I think Turnbull's best performance in a Celtic top as well never was saying oh he was the best at a bad bunch last year. He could be, he could be even better this year. The thing is, he, he's, he's, seen... he's not he's not the player to take his to the next level. <laughs> nah, that's not I'm fucking loving it, Ryan. I'm loving it, mate. It's a, it's a good, do you know, it's a good feeling. Like, Calm, you a season ticket holder? No, I'm just one of the guys and there's a lot of people have upstairs. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm on the waiting list, man. I just can't get one. Nah, no. My, my question was going to be then if you had you know kind of paid for it last season and, and never got to go to games, but obviously because we've said that before, I did last season. Um, paid the season ticket, never got to a game, get dealt absolute dross. See this season, mate. See, even if I was in the house, I'm more than happy paying the money. <laughs> Just see for the performance we're getting. It's, it's, it's dead enjoyable. It's entertaining. And that's what I say is when we when we appointed Angel, I was like, right, I've got this. I'm in the middle between excited and terrified because if the players buy into this this system that he wants to play, then it's going to be amazing. 
if they don't, then it could be terrible. And, you know, the first game against Hearts, I was like, oh, fuck, man. And then, but then, for then on, it's as if, after the, after the Hearts game, he's taken him into the dressing room and he's went like, right, listen, let's sweep that one away, that doesn't matter. Let's go on for here. And that was as much as he said in his interview at the time as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, if nothing else, it's going to be entertaining this season. But I, I've got a feeling we've got a fucking, we've got a season in our hands. It's going to be remembered as one of the great ones. I really do. And I'm talking like back, like Wim Janssen. You need to remember Wim Janssen lost the first two league games. Yep. And went on and stopped ten in a row. You know what I mean? So and and another thing as well. See, whatever we win, I'm never, ever going to take it for granted anymore after last season because what I had to endure with the two bastards on football daft, I'll tell you, if we are successful this season, they are going to hear me, boys. Yep. They are going to hear me. Just one more performance I want to kind of bring up then, boys, was the, the other goal scorer in this game. Uh, Leila Bada comes back into the squad um, in a place of Forest. And I think I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Abada is probably going to be one of the most uh, taking it for Ashi. I think he's going to be like one of the most kind of critical signings we're going to make this year because seeing that that right hand side, he looks absolutely blistering. You know, every oh, time he gets the ball, he's just he's just ripping guys, just see, ripping guys. There's only one point where he where he lost control of a ball. His control of a football is tremendous. Mm-hmm. He's even when he's bringing the ball down for a, for a long diagonal or something like that, he's controlling the ball is exceptional. I would just like to see him trying to go by the player on the outside a wee bit more often. Mm-hmm. He seems to tend to cut in quite a lot because he has got that left foot. You know what I mean? So I'd like to see him going by them because there's there's times where uh, Turnbull, Christie, Edward, Furuhashi are all piling into the box and he's cutting in and trying to shoot, which is working out all right because... Like for Turnbull's second goal, um, mm. he's, he's hit the shot, the ball's come back out and he's put it into the net. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's that. you'll get a lot of goals like that in Scottish football because the goalkeepers try so hard to parry the ball and punish the ball away. Nobody wants to catch it anymore. But um, I'd like to see him going by his man on the outside and, and maybe hanging one up onto the penalty spot because I think um, his delivery is quite good as well. You know what I mean? But he tends to put it in too early sometimes. But I think he's a, I think he's a great player. Really what's, your, what's your thoughts about that, Cal? Nah, he's class, man. He's he's frightening, and he's just to be only nineteen as well. And I know he's just just positivity. He's just like a he's like a faster forest now as well. And like I say he's scoring goals already. He's assisting. He's just kind of getting involved. And ah, yeah, he's just he's the left the left back every time Abada got it, man. You could tell he was shaking himself, so he was just he was just. And it he was just stepping back, stepping back, man. It was brilliant. So, and it, and it reminded me last season, see when we played Rangers at Ibrox. Every time Ryan Kent get the ball, yeah. uh, John Joe Kenny mm-hmm. looked terrified him. Mm-hmm. Looked terrified him, and see what you're saying there. That's that's what it looked like for me as well. Um, Calm when I bad I got the ball. The the St. Mirren left back was like, oh, for fuck's sake, my again. And, you know, that's it's bringing the fear factor back to Parkhead players like that. You know, uh, players like him. McGregor gets the ball, runs with it. Uh, Turnbull gets the ball within 25, 30 yards. The, their first thing is, everybody's thinking, right, he's putting one right into the top corner. It's 
the, the I just hope the weight of expectation doesn't get on top of the players and the, the fans don't get too critical when things maybe don't go right all the time because what if we had two home games in the league and we've had 70 attempts on goal? <laughs> that's, that, that, that's, not, that's not even a, an exaggeration. We had 37 against St Mirren, we had 32 against the, against Ed and D or something like that. So, you know what I mean? It's uh, 69 attempts at goal in two games. That is, I've never ever seen a team like that in my life. That's absolutely frightening, man. Frightening. But it's class. <laughs> it's good to listen. It is, you know, it's something we've not seen. You know, our problem always seemed to be kind of last last season seemed to just be not having that kind of killer instinct. Mm-hmm. At the end, just looking up there, Chris, I you're right. So Mirren, thirty-seven total shots, um, twelve on target. So we, we scored half of them again. So you keep that up, man. You're going to absolutely hammer everybody. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um. Bye, Abada looking looking very, very good. And we move on now to we've got two games this week. Um we'll look ahead to the Alkmaar game just very briefly, um, because I want to run shortly. Um but Chris, what are you thinking of Alkmaar Thursday? I guess this one takes care of itself. Um as we spoke about before, Ryan. You know, there's that European football is all about the money for Celtic and there's potential for us to make more money in the conference um, than there is in the in the Europa League. So even if the score was turned over, I wouldn't be too disappointed. But I think regardless of what tournament we're in, I think we've got a good chance to take a few scalps on the way. So I do. So um, I'd, I'd, really, I'd like us to, to continue in the Europa League, but if we don't, I wouldn't be too upset. Be quite nice, Callum, isn't it, to be the first winners of the conference league. I know badder. Um I think I'm on your eye to I'm I'm kinda agreeing with you, mate. Uh, it's not the end of the world. There's actually not that much money difference between the two. Exactly. If you've had a look at them. Mm-hmm. And both they're both played on a Thursday. They're both European football. Obviously our main concern that this year's a league, but it's nice that if we win in this conference, this is worst case scenario, because I still think we'll actually go through. Uh, well, I think we'll score over in, uh, in Holland, but I don't think this this conference is a, a, a terrible thing. I think it's still European football at the end of the day. Aye, I agree with you. Don't get me um, wrong. I, 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 obviously, I hope that we don't get put out. I, I would rather be in Europa than, than the conference, obviously. I, I think most folk would um, I agree. It's not the end of the world, but I think I would still be a bit gutted uh, getting put into the kind of lower tier. Again, of course, um, man. We've we've just had a performance like that last week against them, and I think we can go over there and score. So even if we score one, mm-hmm. well, man, need to score three. Obviously, away goals isn't a thing that, but yeah. they need to score three. I, I can see Celtic scoring. So is it too much over there? I can see maybe Altmar scoring. We need another good performance for Joe Hart in the defence again. So um, I think it will be it will be a good test actually before obviously the game on Sunday because it's a a decent team away from home. And we're going to get them. It's, it's kind of what we need at this point before a game like Rangers. That's a good shout. And also, what you need to remember is they've got to, they've got a supposed COVID case now, and they've got to travel to Armenia and back. Oh. Supposedly, on Thursday night in Armenia, it's going to be 40 degrees. Can't wait. So, we might come back shrunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Alrighty, so we've obviously got the, the game on Sunday. We will not touch on that just now. Um, we can do a kind of recap of that one, Chris. I'm pretty sure you boys will look forward to it on uh, the, the main show on Friday anyway. Um, and that'll kind of take care of itself. Um, so we'll move on to a few transfer rumours in, Chris. Have you heard any recently that have been popping up? I heard that Messi's trying to get his contract with PSG cancelled because he wants to play Ange Ball. I heard that too. To be fair, I've got a good authority that's going to happen, so... <laughs> Same authority as I had that he was getting pumped out of Parkhead, eh? Correct, mate, yes, 100%. Aye, has there been any transfer rumours this week? I know we've, we've Aye, just signed... Big, big Greek guy. Oh, so Georgius Giacomakis, or whatever you like to call him. Giacomakis. Giacomakis. thought you were going to fucking nail that there, Callum. I was about to, but I could never. <laughs> the absolute confidence. Aye, um, Vader Bremen are skint, aren't they? So we've got a wee chance to get him. I know, I didn't, even know, Bremen. I didn't even know Vader Bremen had been relegated, man, that's... I what a, what a full figure grace for that club. Yeah. But yeah, kicking three tears, but like, they're a Bremen. Was it that boy's first choice or just was a more, more money potentially? No, they were the first team to get a, a bid accepted. Celtic haven't had a bid accepted yet, have they? Ah, so, right, okay. So he's going. To, he's obviously going to go and see what they've got to offer. They're, and plus, they're, they're still a massive name in European football. Oh, either massive, either. No long ago. German champions, what, 15 years ago, 10, 10 years ago, maybe, 15? Aye. Mm-hmm. Aye, so, um, well, looking at his record, I've, I don't watch the YouTube videos anymore. Well, I do watch them, but I don't judge anybody on them. If you're going by the YouTube videos, looks a bit of a penalty merchant, but <laughs> still, nearly 30 goals in a team that came second bottom of the Eredivisie. That's no, that's no mean feat, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, I what's the worst we could get, another Samaras? Sign it up, man. I'm your man. Um, and the, the other one that I wanted to... That's the kind of main one that I've seen this week. Um, get your thoughts on this. We have apparently been linked with a, a move for Hibs, Kevin Nisbet. Um, he was left out of the squad the other day. The rumour is that we are basically giving money plus Griffiths to Hibs for Nisbet. Callum, I'll come to you first. Would you be happy with that deal? Aye, I would. I would. Uh, start of the season, we were kind of like, oh, she's going for Nisbet. Proven in Scotland, can score goals. That was his first team. Imagine him getting all the chances that the Celtic midfield are going to provide him. So. I know. That's, that's a great point, I think. If you look at the way we are playing football now and the way Kevin Nisbet plays, he's a penalty box striker. Yeah. He's, I think it's a no-brainer for me, to be honest with you. But then again, I would have went for Shankland as well. I think Shankland would fit into this perfectly as a, as a backup striker for the league. So. Aye. Uh, Nisbet's a young me, maybe Nisbet's a wee bit, bit more class to him. Aye, but what, what I mean is that type uh, of striker. That type of striker, and yeah. the fact that Nisbet is getting to a point in his career where he needs to be playing football regularly. Do you know what I mean? So it could be a case of him maybe wanting to go elsewhere if he's going to be guaranteed regular first team football because I don't think, with the greatest respect to Kevin Nisbet, I don't think he's going to walk into the Celtic first team. You know what I mean? So, no. Us being selfish, selfish Celtic fans, you take him regardless. Ah, uh, you're think you're thinking of him himself, but I, uh, Kevin is but himself. Uh, he wants to get as much football mm-hmm. game time as he yeah. can. But I think, uh, especially in the uh, Scottish league, he died. He'd, he'd run riot, especially with Celtic. Right. Bang. It's Nakamura. It's a- 
so that's all for Celtic Daft this week remember to keep listening and to subscribe on Apple Spotify anywhere you get your podcasts and if you want to become a, a pundit just like Callum has this week make sure you go on your Patreon patreon.com forward slash football daft get signed up there and you're and ready to come on remember if you're on the top tier there's a chance that you can be invited into the studio to watch the show being recorded live so you never know, Callum. You might be might be meeting this handsome face in person shortly, brother. Oh, oh. sign us up, mate. Oh, Chris, I'll, <laughs> Chris, remember, I can't go to the studio. Uh, oh, no, you can. You might be meeting this face instead then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, in the meantime, like I say, make sure you subscribe everywhere that you get your podcasts. And until next time, Callum, thank you very much, mate. Cheers. And Chris. Hell, hell. Hell, hell. Audio Frontier.